Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, more and more states are legalizing human composting after you've died. Now, Pennsylvania isn't quite there yet, but we do have a certified fully green cemetery, and it's right outside of Pittsburgh in Verona. Producer Mallory Falk and I went out for a tour and to learn why, as they put it, green burial is the way to go. It's Wednesday, February 1st. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. We are at Penn Forest Natural Burial Park. I'm Laura Fessel. I'm the manager of the cemetery. And I'm Maria St. Clair. I'm the assistant manager. And we do natural burial. We meet Laura and Maria outside their office. It's this beautiful wooden cottage. You can hear the wind chimes in the background. This is the only fully green cemetery in the state. It opened in 2011. And it looks like an open plot of land with just lots of naked trees that are like three times as tall as the couple of houses on the property. Really, aside from the signs pointing you towards the burial area, versus the parking area. It's pretty unsuspecting. So we go for a little stroll. It kind of just looks like you're on a walk in a forest, but there's people buried everywhere that we're looking. So so you could be walking right past a grave and not know it. Um, Other times you'll see a a mound of dirt, which is indicative of a recent burial. Since we don't use the burial vaults, we just let the dirt settle on top of the grave and takes somewhere between six months to a year. Grave markers are optional here, so sometimes, you know, you might see a grave marker peeking out from underneath the leaves, and that's how you know someone's there, but not everyone has one. Is it is it um, safe to, to walk out here? Is there, you know, since there aren't a lot of markers or anything like that, it looks like we're really just, like, walking past trees. I wouldn't know until you just started putting it out that, like, right. there's possibly people underneath our feet. Um <laughs> Yeah, is it safe to walk or are there ever areas that you might be, I started to say planning people. Are there, yeah, are there ever areas where you're kind of, yeah, planning new crops of people that it's off limits to to walk? No, we don't make any of the areas off limits. The, you know, anywhere that we do burials are open to the public. Um, I would say just out of maybe I guess some safety and respect, maybe not climb on the mounded graves, but once they're leveled off, it's no problem to walk over them. You're not hurting anything. How much land are, is, is this cemetery on? We have 35 acres and around four or four and a half are used for burial right now. We're just in our first phase of burial areas and we can expand into five different areas. And we think eventually we'll have probably 15,000 graves or maybe even more back behind like the cemetery house back here with their 10 acres set aside as a wildlife preserve. So that's all 
that'll really be and it'll help protect the cemetery land. It's funny, we're walking around this place where you come once you die, yet there's so much life around the property. Right off the walkway from the burial site, there's a typically lively flower garden where the plants are in their resting season too. Laura says during the warmer months, the garden grows strawberries and raspberries to snack on and flowers people can pick to leave where their loved ones are buried. There's even a farm just a short walk away with sheep, a donkey and goats, including one named George Clooney, who actually looks like the actor. He's a very handsome for a goat. They love eating leaves. When people come visit, like you just pick up a leaf off the ground and then just love them. Kids love to come here. Sometimes after a burial, we'll, we'll bring families over to the farm and to lighten the mood. That's a big part about Penn Forest too is, you know, it's a cemetery, but there's so much life here. It's, it's so, it's such a cheery place and you know, like we have the farm with the animals and the flower picking garden with the flowers and the trees. and It's a, just as much a place for the living as it is for the dead. I have to say, you know, I didn't think about death once. I kind of forgot what we were touring. The people buried there might not feel the cold, but we definitely did. So we had duck inside the office to learn more about green burials. I don't mean to be like a complete like dweeb about all of this, but um, <laughs> what what is, I just avoid it or have avoided it. What is the traditional burial process? And then what is the green burial process? Like, cause I'm, I'm, I don't know. I just assume you, you know, after I see people in the casket, that's pretty much the end of the road for uh, me and that person. So I don't know what happens after that. Green burial is a way of caring for the dead with minimal environmental impact. And so that means that everything that goes in the ground is biodegradable. We don't take any bodies with toxic embalming fluid. Uh, we don't use the concrete liners or vaults in the graves. And we don't use big upright markers that have been shipped in. And it also means that you can be buried in our meadow or one of our wooded groves here at Penn Forest. For traditional American burial, um, the body goes to a funeral home, it's whisked away right away to the funeral home. And then the family doesn't, you know, they don't participate, they don't see what happens with the body. Uh, they're removed. For green burial, a family can be a lot more involved. So they can keep the body at home if they want to. Home funerals are legal in Pennsylvania, so um, they can keep the body at home. They can wash the body and prepare it for burial. They can put it in whatever it's going to be buried in, transport it to the cemetery. They can pallbear. They can lower the body into the grave. They can shovel dirt back into the grave, anywhere from like just a symbolic shovelful to completely backfilling the grave if they want. And whenever families help in this way for, um, for green, you know, during a green burial, they find it very cathartic. It's um, kind of healing. I guess why does it matter how you die, you know, or, or what you choose to do with your body after you die? So for people who are trying to live an environmentally sustainable life, that matters a lot to them. Um, you know, what, what we do in our, in our life matters and how we go out matters too. The cremation rate is rising. Um, more and more people are being cremated because it's cheaper, but, and it is a little bit less environmentally damaging than conventional burial, um, but it's not perfect. It does use a lot of energy um, and it does release 
CO2 into the atmosphere. And so green burial, you know, you're not being cremated, you're not being embalmed, you're not putting any uh, toxic chemicals into the ground, you're not releasing any CO2 into the atmosphere. Um, it's just a way of, of going out without leaving a trace. Why are more people turning to green burial? Why have they told you that they're turning to green burial? We've had people tell us that, you know, they're already being environmentally friendly in their life, and so they want env environmentally friendly death. That's a pretty popular reason. We also have people that, you know, they were hunters, and they love the land and want to be buried in the woods. Um, we also have people that just love nature and want to be buried amongst nature. We had, which is kind of maybe contradictory a little bit, but we've had people who their living was to top, chop down trees, but they love trees, you know, and, and they just want to be buried next to the trees, even though they cut them down for, for a living. You know what I hear a lot is like the same quote, I want to be buried under a tree or I want to become a tree. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, we, we have, you know, the wooded burial areas where you can be buried literally, you know, five feet from a tree and be underneath all these trees and you know, your body can nourish them and people, oh, it's like all the hippies that, you know, really <laughs> like that idea. <laughs> Be buried under the tree. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and just the practicality of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if the person hasn't already checked off all those other boxes, it's generally less expensive and it just makes sense. It literally just makes sense. Yeah. People, you know, the embalming process is like really invasive and we hear more and more people are like, I just don't want that done to my body after I die. This makes more sense to me. How long has this been um, an option for for people? Because I've never heard of it before. Um, yeah, so how long has this been a thing? So green burial has been the way that it's been, you know, was done forever, actually, until I guess mid-1800s during the Civil War times. And that's when the, like, the embalming fluid kind of, as we know it today, began to come into play for burials. Um, it was used in, sol in soldiers to get their bodies home, mm -hmm. to have burial at home instead of just wherever they died at. And then it just kind of, like, grew from there, and people became more and more removed. Is it comforting for people to, to kind of preserve... If that's, if that's the best word for it, you know, kind of preserve their loved ones, at least in the way that they remember. I think it actually is for a lot of people. They don't know another way and they want to see the person looking like how they remember them to be before they say goodbye or as they're saying goodbye. But that's starting to change. We've noticed people, I mean... There has been a big increase in um, interest in green burial and alternative forms of death care. Yeah, when did that pick up? So I'll say this. The first green cemetery opened in North Carolina? I think. Ramsey Creek Preserve. And I think it was 1996. Now we have over 340 green burial certified cemeteries in North America. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're still the only one in the state. We are still the only one in the state, but we do get people that contact us fairly regularly about wanting to open up green cemeteries um, in Pennsylvania and some of the surrounding states. 
I think the younger generation especially, and thanks to social media, is really spreading the word. And I think Laura mentioned the last three years, yeah, it's really booming. Um, it's the younger crowd that typically seems to be more interested in sustainability. And, and those are the people who are taking care of their elderly, you know, dying loved ones. And the it's the younger generation in social media that is really spreading the word. The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free, plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I mean, if you don't mind me saying both of you are pretty young. Um, so, you know, and I just, I don't typically think of younger people working um, around so much death. So how did both of you get into this? Well, my, my story is weird and kind of funny. I have no background in anything cemetery or death care related. I went to art school and um, I, before I got this job, I was working retail at a local aquarium shop, Elmer's Aquarium for people who are listening probably. Do remember Elmer's Aquarium? A lot of people have been there, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd been there for, gosh, seven years and there was no end in sight. I hated it. I, I just hated retail. I wanted to get out. I wanted to work with my hands. And I've always loved nature and being outside. And anyway, Pete and Nancy, the owners of the cemetery, came into Elmer's to get fish for their fish tank. And this was in early 2020, right before the pandemic. And Pete had his Penn Forest jacket on. And I saw the logo. And I knew I wanted to be buried there. And I thought it was so cool. And I've always loved cemeteries and have always been weirdly fascinated with death, not in a morbid way, but um, anyway, I was I was ringing them up after I caught their fish for them for their fish tank and I said, hey, if you ever need any extra help, you know, let me know. And Pete said, well, we don't really need help right now, which is apparently what he says to everyone. But he said, why don't you come in anyway for an interview? And long story short, I, I got laid off at Elmer's because of COVID and I started coming to Penn Forest helping Laura you know, one or two days a week, and then it turned into three days, and then eventually uh, they they adopted me, and I've I've loved it ever since. <laughs> Laura, what about you? How did you get into this? So I 
I went back to school when I was 31 uh, for environmental studies. And my last semester of school, I did a research project comparing different burial methods. And I learned about green burial and pen forest while I was doing that project. And I didn't really think much of it other than, you know, I thought it was really cool and I loved what they were doing here. And, but I also have a culinary arts degree. And so I was looking for a job in food sustainability. I wasn't having any luck. And one day Penn Forest popped into my head and I'm like, oh, I would really like to work there. That would be, you know, like, I love what they're doing. That would be such a cool place to be. So I sent Pete my resume. He's like, I think I could start you at 10 hours a week. And I'm like, all right, I can do that, you know? And it just, you know, slowly increased my hours over time. And now I'm the manager. <laughs> Since this is the green burial, if you spend most of your life here in Pennsylvania, do you want to be buried here? Yeah, I do. Um, I guess, how does it feel knowing that you're working at the place where eventually it's <laughs> going to be, you know, your resting place, your final resting place? I think it's comforting. It's something that I don't have to fret over. I know that I'll be buried here and I feel good about that. I love it here. It's such a beautiful, peaceful place and I feel happy here, so. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's awesome. Sometimes when I'm outside, you know, in one of the wooded burial uh, areas, you know, laying out a grave for someone, I think, hey, you know, I could be buried like five feet right here where I'm standing and I think it's, I think it's cool. Most of us are not, you know, as fortunate to work in a place that's as peaceful as this. So I'm sure a lot of us would, uh, that would be terrible <laughs> if I died during a podcast in my, in my closet. <laughs> um, <laughs> are there people who are like weirded out by this at all? Um, you know, because, because yeah, death in our culture is, can be a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, I remember one person I took on a tour uh, and we're walking around talking about it. He'd never heard of green burial before until he came here. And he said, you know, well, do you ever have like hands sticking up out of the graves? Cause there's no like burial vault and there's no casket. And I said, like, you know, no, you know, our, our graves are four feet deep and you know, the dirt is mounted on top and, uh, some, I don't know. I've, I've, so when people come here for tours, it's because they are they want this they already know about it they're already interested in sustainability they love nature it's very rare that i've encountered someone that's really weirded out by it um what about people with um different religious backgrounds um are you able to accommodate that as well yeah we we are we are open to whoever would like to be buried here no matter your religion or beliefs we try to be accommodating for everybody We've had some Baha'i people buried here, and they have to be facing east whenever they're buried. And so if we have to, like, turn them a certain way in the grave so, so that they're facing east, we'll do that. We have a Jewish burial area that the land has been blessed by a rabbi to accommodate the people that are of Jewish faith but don't have maybe a synagogue that they belong to such that they could be buried at a cemetery near the synagogue so they can be buried here in consecrated land still. And we've had Catholic priests bless graves before burials so that those people were buried in consecrated ground as well. 
I, there was uh, one burial that I always think of. It, it was so beautiful. It was a, a Muslim burial, and the mother and father were refugees from Afghanistan, and um, it was for their their stillborn baby, um, unfortunately. Uh, but it it was this tiny little grave, and the father, you know, with green burial, you can be as involved as you want. And the father, he took off his shoes and he got in that grave, and they, they I guess they do this thing where they. Um, they mixed some water with the dirt to create mud, and he put some rocks um, strategically placed inside the grave and in a way um, it was really beautiful. And then he completely filled the grave himself with the shovel, and then he put more rocks on top and, and you know, they did their blessing and it was really great. It was beautiful. Is this a process that you have to, or you should have planned out, um, death is untimely, can be untimely for, for anyone, but is this something that you have to have planned out in order to be buried here? You don't have to, but it is so great to plan ahead. Um, it's it's easier for the people left behind if you pre-plan. And most people, maybe I shouldn't say most, but a lot of people do pre-plan. We, we have about a little over 500, maybe 540 something people who have pre-reserved lots and they know they're getting exactly what they want. Some people have stood right here and said, this is where my lot is. I want this exact spot. This is what I want. And, and then they're ready to go. Laura and Maria, thank you so much for showing us a green way to die. You're very <laughs> welcome. Thank you. A little more wintry, outdoorsy news before you go. An extremely rare cosmic snowball will be passing through the night skies tonight through tomorrow. The green comet last passed the Earth 50,000 years ago during the Ice Age. You might remember that. Given favorable weather conditions, Pittsburgh Magazine reports the best places to see it near the city are Observatory Hill in Riverview Park and Ohio Powell State Park. And the Pittsburgh rivers can be beautiful, especially during the winter when the ice begins to form. It's beautiful, but it is dangerous. If ice jams on the river, it can act like a dam and create flooding. We've all seen that, um, and we all remember that. <laughs> That's why the National Weather Service in Pittsburgh is looking for volunteers to keep an eye out on the ice. We'll drop a link in our show notes if you want to get involved. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. It's the first day of Black History Month. Hooray for that. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city, so we'll see you then. Oh, there's goats. There's the goats. I don't like goats, but uh, I'm going <laughs> to... Push through my childhood fears. <laughs>